This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it as we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good afternoon. We are live in the Zoomerplex in downtown Toronto on a snow-covered, cloudy afternoon here to take your calls. If you have an interesting item you own and you're curious about its real-time market value, you can call in right now, 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. If you're out of town, it's toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. That's 1-866-740-4740. Whether you have some gold-plated items or gold coins, maybe silver coins, fine china, some old figurine you don't know how much it's worth, sports card memorabilia, an old autograph you're not sure of its value, antiques, maybe TVs, radios, record players. You're wondering, does it belong in the dump, or is this thing worth a fortune? Well, we have two guys in studio who can help you determine the answer to that question. They have found fame and fortune dealing in other people's stuff, specifically identifying valuable items that most people overlook. They are Paul Kenny and his son Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and Northern Treasures. They're live in studio. Good afternoon, guys. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. I know. It's can a we, big one. It's a big one. Do we get time and a half pay for working on Super Bowl Sunday? Is this a We holiday? can run it up the ladder. I don't know if it's going to fly. <laughs> I don't know that, uh, you know, the Bogart. higher ups will appreciate the loss, but yeah. Bogart, I'm doubling your pay for Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, from zero to zero. Two zeros. Okay. Yes, yes. I like it. Yeah, no, I want to talk today. I've got to warn the people in Hamilton. You know how we talk all every week about these these traveling road shows? I actually yeah. read, they're the ones that give you the full-color brochure. Yeah, they do. They blitz your area and they say, oh, do you have an old Nintendo game? Could be worth thousands. Yeah. Come here. And then you go and they're famous for giving you much less than the actual yeah. value. I yeah. guarantee right now I'm giving my phone number out as well, my cell number, because there are going people at these and they, they go to these. They're going to the Hamilton area in four different areas. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. But I guarantee to pay more than whatever they offer you on whatever you bring into them. Wow. Okay. My number is seven is six four seven. Are you really going to give yourself? Yes. Well, hold on. Turn off your ringer. You turn off your ringer. You're going to start getting no, phone no, calls right now. No, no. Don't call me during the show. Six four seven two nine eight eight nine eight nine. Or you can call my store at nine zero five seven three seven. Four six five three. Now the reason I'm saying this because I read through this brochure and I'm saying that they give you prices and they'll say we'll pay you this, but that is for the mint price of that, and they never do pay you that. They're they're misleading. 
I don't mind if someone's competing on a, on, a, on a regular basis, but I had a friend last week, and I said this. He went in, and he's in the business. He said, I want to tell you what they're doing. He said he brought in two ounces of gold, and they paid, offered him $2,100 on $3,300 worth of stuff. What you mean just straight up two ounces of straight gold, minted where? Yeah. They, he says, I'm driving by. I got nothing. He says, what do you got? He says, I got two ounces of gold. Just go in and just find out. I want a true story of what's happening here. And they'll come in, and they'll offer you, like, we're going to pay you $11 per dollar. And we will, out, we will buy anything that they are offering. They're buying comic books, uh, Nintendos, World War II um, yeah. medals, uh, watches, okay? And I know that with our staff and our people, we can offer more than they pay on any one of these items. If, so you're saying a guy, back to the two ounces of gold, literally had two ounces of pure gold, and they were offered $2,100. $2,100. That wow. is wrong. Well, then give them an idea of what one ounce is worth, then. One ounce today is $1,650, so that's $3,300. Yeah, and that's kind of non-negotiable. We're yeah. talking about an international world price converted yeah. to Canadian dollars. The we, idea we, that you would take less is insane. I think we're paying, we were paying $3,200. We're allowed to make some money, but we're not allowed to retire on every deal. Yeah, you know wild. what I mean. So I'm, I'm sitting there and saying, "What are they paying on the watches?" And I'm, I'm I'm hearing just horror stories. And anyone who's come into us has been happy. Now here's the thing: if I don't offer you more, okay, you can still go back because they're in, they're in one of these places every week, okay. And if it's worthwhile, and it, unless you've got four dollars worth of stuff, it'll be worth your drive to Richmond Hill to make a couple of hundred dollars. If you're going to sell them two thousand, will they offer you two thousand for? We would probably offer three thousand for it wow. on an ongoing basis. Yeah. So I'm just saying this. And again, no crimes committed. I mean, you no. can sell anything under value if you want, as long as the two sides agree to the price. That's it. But that's a very, very. It's too. That's large. an insulting offer, though. It's yeah. an insulting offer, and this is saying this is why I go back to please get two quotes on anything you're selling. But the other story I want my wife this week found her grandmother's or her mother's diary. Okay, and this is why, you know how I talk every week. It says, you know, if you've got a story, everyone's got a story, and you've got memorabilia that sometimes you want to give down to your kids, write about it. Write on the back of it. Write a little piece of note, a note on it. Write something on it. My wife was in complete joy of finding these diaries this week. But she doesn't read German, but she's going to have to get them translated. But she is looking forward to reading what her mother said. That's an actual treasure, though, right? But but an audience of one, no one else is interested in it but her, yeah. Yeah, but when when she was writing, she didn't know that she was writing it for my daughter at the time. And I'm just saying that people out there, that we have people listening, you've got some time, you've got an item that you know the story about, Write it down, even if you're not selling to us. Sometimes you can sell it to us and tell the story and write the story about how you sold it to me. But write the story for your kids and your grandkids. I guarantee that they appreciate it. Okay? I know my wife this week was like in seventh heaven for three days, and she just can't wait to translate it. Okay? Right. It was something that was written in the 30s and 40s. And, and it's just, and you write something now, you've got, everyone's got stories out there. A lot of our listeners have stories. Pass them on, okay? My wife belongs to a writers and editors group where she, she's written a book. But she's not a she's, – she's great. I shouldn't say this. She's going to listen to this. She's a good writer. I'm going to say that, okay? But it's the idea is not that she's good or a bad writer. It's the idea that she's writing about it. 
Right. Okay? Or typing. You can type it as well. But if you write, it's also nice. But I just want to pass it on because people have – and the other thing about it is if you've got something and you're going to pass it down to your kids, tell them the value. If we give you a value on it, it's $15,000, <laughs> tell, tell the child that this painting's worth $15,000. Don't sell it for 250 to some guy who comes into your home. Yeah, the valuable or, items. You don't need to document the new spatula you bought, though, right? No, no. Bought for $0.89 cents at the dollar store. It works well. No, no. <laughs> no, I see you're making light. I'm, I'm trying to get the show alive here. Come on, man. A- anyway, if you have an interesting item uh, and you want a, a quick quote on it or understand more about it, sometimes you'll pick up this old, uh, you know, it might be a vase. And you go, what is this thing? Is this from yeah. HomeSense or is this worth thousands? Yeah. You turn it upside down, there might be maker's marks that might not make sense to you. Even if you looked them on- online, they might not be there. But we have a guy in studio who knows all of that stuff. Yeah. Rare, obscure things, time after time. I'll sit here with my mouth open and go, how do you even know that? Who would know that? Yeah. Anyway, do you want to get to the calls? Yes. Okay. Yes. Our first caller is going to be Caesar. Caesar's on line one calling from Brampton. Caesar, how are you? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry to leave you waiting. What do you have What do you have to talk about? Okay. I got uh, some LP. Yep. Like rock and roll stuff, you know. And I got a, a bubblegum machine. I don't know if it's a word, anything or not. Was it is? Is it a gum. beaver? You got to put money in to get the bubble out. The you know the gum. Okay, is it on a post? And it's got beaver. It's got beaver it's emblem got on be- it. Beaver on top. Yeah, yeah. about one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Usually a red base, glass top, a little key on. The, do you still have the key to get in and yeah. load it up with bubble gum? The, the key on top. Yeah, to open it up. Yeah. No, no, these things are great. I'd like to have one. And uh, I have, uh, I have that. There's lots of half full of bubble gum, you know. The- well, I'm going okay, here's my, my advising for the day. Don't eat the gum. No, okay. I won't. No, they've been there for a long time. No, I won't. But no. you've got to put money in, if, money in if you want. you got to put a dime if you want to take one out. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. But your albums, now, your albums are out of the 1960s. If they're rock and roll or jazz or blues, they're worth money. If they're soundtracks or classical. Oh, i got a, quite a few uh, albums. Elvis is a good guy. Elvis, I got Fats Domino, I got Bill Hilly, I got. Oh no, that's a good time period. You're ni- you're pre nineteen, you're pre Beatles then, probably sixty three. Little Richard. Yeah, yeah, good time. Uh, Body Holly. Yeah, the day, the, February second, like day of music. I got day. over hundred fifty total. Bring them in. Come into my uh, into our store now. This week, Bogart and I are going to be down at the Niagara. Um, we're going to be down. Um, Playing poker, a game of, of skill, as I've been trying to tell my co-host here. <laughs> and luck. It's both. And so, luck. Yeah. Okay. But if you come in next week, we'll, I can look at the albums for you. And it depends on the condition they're in. And we'll go from there. Okay? Where's your store, though? It's 10,341 Young Street. It's at Young and uh, just north of Major Mac and south of Elgin Mills. And 75 feet south of the beer store. Probably the most popular place in Richmond Hill right now. But I got, uh, and I have a, an Anchimam cookie jar. Yeah, twenty thirty dollars. If it's a, if it's a McCoy, it has the name McCoy. McCoy on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got red, uh, like a red. Um, yeah, some black. It's a plant black, but some of the, the stuff comes high. Yeah, yeah. That's because that happens because it's coal painted. They they put they they fire it up. They put a glaze on, and then they put the paint over the glaze. And that's why that paint gla- chips off sometimes. What is the item? Sorry, I lost Oh, it's it. an Aunt Jemima yeah. cookie jar. 
There's brought, cookies? Yeah, put out in 1930. She made syrup and pancakes, but they made a cookie jar. A lot of people collect cookie jars. I had one person who had 300 cookie jars really? and not one cookie. But she had 300 cookie jars. They were very collectible in the 60s. But this Aunt Jemima is probably between $60 and $100. Oh, okay, good. If it's, and it's McCoy in the bottom, right? Yeah. So, yeah, they're made by McCoy. McCoy made a lot of these and sold them out through the United States. They're ceramic. They're not a bone china. But I'm going to say something else. We, we still got a couple. I've got, if you're going to sell these, come in either later on. You have to call the store first, which is 905-737-4653. And just make sure I'm there, okay? So I got to call before I come. Yeah. Make just sure they, yeah, Well, they, it depends. If you're coming three blocks, don't worry, Bob. If you're coming more than 10 miles, yeah. I'd he's saying if you first. want his eyes on it, you want to just make sure he's not out to lunch or something like that, right? in countryside. You're out there, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I got some silver dollar, too. Bring the silver dollars right now. We're paying a little... Caesar, you got everything, man. Yeah, you should be coming in for sure. We're paying over $11 for silver dollars right now. If you have a 1948 silver dollar... Oh, I don't think it is for you. Well, I'm hoping. I just want to tell people they can go up to $10,000 for 1948, okay? Or, Caesar, open your own store. I feel like you got enough (laughs) inventory on your own. (laughs) What about the paper money? Mm. I got some dollars, like 1954. I got a few of those. Yeah, bring them all. It sounds like you've got enough stuff to come in and see us. I got a $2 bill, like I got maybe 15 or 20 of them. Yep, now we go back to where we want to see asterisks on them or certain serial numbers. But the best thing is, and this is why you need a person like us, is to tell you which is the good ones and the bad ones, okay? Bring bring them in so you can see them. Yeah. Make sure I'm there, not Bogart, because if Bogart's there, you won't get nothing, okay? Fair enough. And Thanks. again, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street. It's open regular work week hours. The location, 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill. The number for the store is 905-737-GOLD. So that's 905-737-4653. Yeah. If you have a rare or interesting item you're curious about its value, our phone lines are open. We can offer some guidance. The number is 416. This is for the radio station right now. 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Our next caller is going to be Ben in Hamilton on line two. Ben, how are you? I'm fine. I have a, a comic book, a small comic book. That's uh, four inches by four inches, about an inch thick, and it has uh, one inch uh, uh, square at the right top corner. When you flip the pages, uh, the character moves. Oh, uh, flip book. Anything? Yeah. Okay. Now, they can, some of it depends what year it's from. These sides used to be called big, li- <clears throat> big little books yeah. and big better little books. They're put out in the 30s and 40s, and also flip books. Like when you flip it through, the car- the, the Character. Cartoon yeah, moves character around. Moves. Yeah, generally depending on which. What's the name of the book, though? I think it's Dick Tracy. Oh, Dick Tracy. Remember Dick? Dick Tracy's the first person to come up with the iPhone watch. He used to in 1960s. He used to talk into his watch, and everyone thought he was nuts. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. This I, just, I know the Warren Beatty Dick Tracy from the 90s when they remade it. No, this is Dick Tracy. This is a comic book in the 30s. Yeah, yeah of course. I know it. I'm just saying I didn't know any Are of that. Are they worth anything? Yeah, yeah. Now, if it's in good shape, it can be worth up to about $100. Oh, okay. Okay. Now, if you have any other comic books out of that time period, it'd be good as well. But that'd be one of those uh, 
Uh, Dick Tracy book, that means there's no dents on it. It's flat, no creases. Paper and the pages are supple that you can actually, they don't crack up when you uh, uh, try and bend them, okay? Okay. Ben, are the pages supple? Is that how you describe them? Sorry. You flip the pages and the character moves at the top right corner. Okay, supple yeah. pages. Yeah. Sensual yeah. texture. Okay, no, I'm no. with you. I, I, can, I can hear the passion. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. The reason, <laughs> wait a minute, before we go on, I'm going to say the reason for this is that comic books and these books were made with craft paper. And this craft paper was the lowest quality at the time. So as it gets older, it acidifies. And this is why it'll get brittle and goes brown. Oh, okay. So brittle would be the opposite of su- supple. Okay, I, I didn't understand what that would mean. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. So you're saying that, so the paper literally goes brittle. This is something you don't yeah. want. Like, you, yeah. like the way you keep a cigar in a humidor. Right. Gotcha. Exactly the okay. same thing. So okay. stop. I just never heard that expression before. But yeah, I understand. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, our next caller is going to be Pete in Markham just before the break. Pete in Markham, how are you? Hey, good. Um, I have uh, some Olympic 1976 Olympic coins. Okay. They're in plastic uh, containers. Yeah, now there's the $10, there are two tens and two fours in each one, and then uh, you should have seven boxes if you were um, persins- persistent enough to collect the whole set. No, these are just loose. I've got two tens and three fives. Okay. Each ten is 1.44 ounces of silver, and each five, if I do my math here, is 0.72 ounces of silver. Yeah. Okay, so you can do the math from there. If you've got, um, uh, so you'll get paid around 90% of what that comes out to. Just for the silver. They're no collectible value. No collectible. Uh, Every day I get up, I thank God for the Franklin Mint and the Olympics because they made so much silver product, put it in the hands of the public, and the public is is benefiting from this now. Hmm. Okay. okay. Because they made millions and millions and millions in, in 76. Now, also, there's a gold coin that's one quarter ounce or one half ounce. Yeah. If you have that, it's one quarter ounce of gold, which is approximately $400 or one half ounce, or a little over $800. Hmm. And a lot of people don't know it. They just, it looks like a loony. So don't put it in your change. <laughs> okay. okay. Did you buy this set in 76? No, this was given to me for my mother in law. What okay. would they have sold for originally? You know, uh, well, they're still in the plastic, like plastic, uh, hard plastic, uh, round containers. For yeah, point. yeah, they weren't really meant to be taken out, though. They would be display items, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, but oh, yeah. we actually, that's what we take our frustration out. We put all these coins in a canvas bag yeah. and hit the crap out of them with the sledgehammer. Because <laughs> you don't <laughs> care mean, it's the silver content? That's so exactly. all the preservation of the last 30, 40 years. Okay, all right. Okay. We actually do that, and it's almost like a contest. No, let me smash them. No, I want to smash them. No, let me smash them. Okay, so they just end up for silver value. Yes, that is it. There is no, there is one coin that was distributed in Europe that's worth about $400. It was what's called a mule. Without, It's a variation. I don't want to get into it too much. If you have them, we'll pay you much more for it. 99.9% of the stuff we get in is not this coin. But on the flip side, it's 76. It's long after silver was stripped from most of our currency in Canada yeah. and the U.S. So that they still put silver in the Olympic coins. That's a bonus. Oh, yeah. No, no. This is It benefited a lot of people by doing this. Yeah, good point. Uh, that people have this at home. Because I've had people bring in 100 of these things. And they said, you know, they're very surprised at the prices they're getting for it. Very good. Well, you're listening to Consignment Heroes on Zoomer Radio. Our phone number, if you have a rare item or an interesting item or an item that you're curious about its value, 
Maybe it's an odd heirloom that's been lying in the garage or basement or attic for years or decades. You can call this show and we'll probably be able to identify what it's actually worth and what it is. Some cases, people don't even know what they have. Our number is 416-360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. We'll be right back. Hi, Paul Kenny here, Consignment Hero. Boxes are truly amazing things. They come in all shapes and sizes and they do a remarkable job of storing your stuff. And the folks at Mississauga Cartons know how important it is to find the right box. For over 35 years, they've provided thousands of satisfied customers with a wide range of packaging, boxes, and shipping materials. I use them. So should you. Mississauga Cartons. Check them out at mississaugacartons.com and be a hero like me. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes on Zuma Radio. We are live, fielding your phone calls in studio with Paul Kenny and Bogart Kenny. You know them from Storage Wars Canada and A&E's Northern Treasures, as well as this show, Consignment Heroes. If you have a rare, interesting item, our number is 416-360-0740. Our next caller is Bob, and Bob's calling from St. Catharines. Bob, what's happening, man? I'm fine. How are you? Not I bad. was down there yesterday. Oh, it's a great city. <laughs> okay, we both have, okay. Were you there playing poker? No, no, I was in Niagara Falls playing poker. I dashed by St. Catharines as fast as possible. Oh, okay. dear. Sorry, okay. No, well, sorry about that. I was in St. Catharines. That's my favorite game. I like it. <laughs> so how can I help you today? Well, I have uh, five uh, silver-plated teaspoons of the Dion Quintuplets with their picture on it and their name on the handle. Yep. My parents bought them, I guess, when they went up to visit the yep. shack where the quintuplets were born so they they're moving today the drawer here and i have no idea what they might be worth or not worth they used to be worth 300 today they're worth about 75 to 100 dollars. but oh. they used to sell for 300 all day long and but a lot of them because they were so popular at that time it was almost like a mania yeah um and people now are uh, bogart do you know who the, the dion quintuplets are no idea see and that's the problem is yeah. that the newer pe- the the younger people, not newer people, the younger people... I'm a newer people. It's you're okay. a newer people. I'll take it. Don't right. know this, and there's no attachment to it, where your parents or uh, grandparents... This this was a special event. This was world-type news Absolutely. that was around the world, you know? I have included in the bag, I have the little announcement in the paper as to what uh, that collection was all about. Yeah, yeah. So, but in today's market, it's... It's only if you've got uh, 10 million sets out there and only 1 million collectors, and that's always bad right, for, right. for collecting some. Now, I, we melt silver plate all the time, but I would not melt these just because it's historical. Wow, a rare item where you say the value's worth more than the melt. Wow, here it is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Mark the time. It happened one time. There you go. <laughs> No, we melt fifty bucks if you can find somebody that wants them. That is, yeah. If you can get a hundred, if you get a hundred, check outside. Make sure the cops are not outside because you're robbing somebody. No, <laughs> no, just uh, yeah, they'll sell, but and just because they don't weigh a lot. But we buy silver plate, and a lot of that, a lot of stuff from that time period is just not 
People aren't collecting it. Right, I understand that. Okay. Thank you very much for your help. Thank no you, problem. Bob. We're going to go to um, Nelson in Pineburg. Nelson, how are you? Uh, not too bad. First uh, question, Pineburg. where's Pineburg? Pineburg? Yeah. It's right across country from uh, Richland Hill, just north of Major Mac. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. I'm Googling it. Uh, okay, right. I have a cup that was given to me at my school, Highfield School, in 1937. It was for the coronation of King George VI and Queen Elizabeth, and it has a picture of King George... And Queen Elizabeth on uh, on the front of it, like, and then it uh, in writing it has coronation and long may they reign. Yeah, this is right after uh, King Edward the Seventh abdicated, and um, yeah. yeah, yeah, the stuff that's more collectible is the is King Edward the Seventh's abdication stuff because right. it was put out for so short a period and they didn't make make a mass produce it. Right now, that any kind of royalty, but that cup is it a beaker or has it got a handle on it? It's got a handle on it. Yeah, about ten, fifteen dollars, maybe twenty. Uh, That's all, and it's it's ceramic, not bone china, right? Uh, yeah. More like a mug. Ceramic, yes. More like a mug, yeah. That. Yeah, you gotta I remember. Actually, I looked it up on Google, and they did call it a mug. Yeah, yeah. You gotta remember, back then in 1930s, uh, England was one of the centers of making porcelain and and uh, ceramics in the world. Right. Yeah. You know, we had Wedgwood, we had Ainsley, we had. Uh, um, Royal Albert, uh, even, and all these companies are gone. None of them are making stuff anymore, or they're making it in China under their names. Right. All these factories are gone, which is such a shame. No, I do. I collect catalogs. I have a collection of Sears catalogs from 1989 to 2014. Wow. That, They'd be worth anything. No. I'd like to have them. They, like the two, they put out a, a spring and summer and a fall yep, and winter, yep. and I have you got to go before 1965. No, 1989. Yeah. No, yeah. once you're back, this, it's almost like six, 1960s. Anything before 1965 is generally with the baby boomers started coming on board and stuff. Because right. generally people are, anything is collectible from back then. Right. Like if you had Eaton's catalogs pre-65, Canadian Tire catalogs, any of these kind of trade catalogs are worth money. But when you get back in the 80s and stuff, they're big and bulky, and not and everything's online. Okay, they can get the information. Some right. of the catalogs from 1947 have not been reproduced, and you actually have to have the catalog to get the information out of it. Okay, right. yeah, yeah. like an uh, like I give you an idea. Canadian Tire catalog 1950s worth a hundred dollars. Yeah, actually, I have the ones of Canadian Tire catalogs I have from 1971 to 1994. Uh, not early enough. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Sir, what you need is a time machine. You have to go back and get other earlier catalogs, okay? I don't yeah, think but... that's what you would use with a time machine. <laughs> okay. Let's go get Canadian Tire catalogs. That's get rich idea. that way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, of course. I was Thank. just wondering on the Sears catalog, seeing Sears has gone out of business, will they increase in value eventually? Now, now actually, in this case here, what you have to have is people wanting to collect the stuff and keep on collecting it. Okay, oh, yeah. like Bogart, I, I, we talk about stamps all the time. Bogart is never used a stamp. Bogart, you ever I have it? ten years ago. Okay, once and I cut myself. Never doing that again. Okay, <laughs> but you understand what I'm saying? If there's no one using stamps, there's nobody remembering them as a kid. There's no one collecting it. What what collecting is is recapturing your childhood at vastly inflated prices. Okay. All right, our next caller is going to be Teresa in Toronto. Speaking of stamps, that's our next caller. Uh-oh. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Sorry for the segue. <laughs> Hello. How can I help you? Well, I have a lot of stamps 
I collected it in during the war time. Okay. I have a stamp of Queen Elizabeth with her um, with the George VI. Okay. Now, pre-war, um, what countries did you collect? Okay, I have all kinds of countries. There are some countries that only uh, there is no name in, anymore for them. You know, I like I have a big collection. I was. Uh, about 16 when I started collecting, and I was at the time in the, in uh, Africa. Oh, okay. African stamps are a little bit more collectible because okay, there was not many people Rhodesia. there. Pardon? This is Rhodesia. Yep. Which you have it to has do. The Queen and Winston Churchill on it. Wow. Well, that'd be 60. Okay. That's exciting. What you have to do is bring them into my store. We have a stamp expert. Like I say, I know I know a lot, but I don't know everything. But I know people who do know everything. And okay. I have a guy who's a stamp expert who comes in and takes care of that for me. He can do in 10 minutes what will take me five hours. Okay? Okay, so you're at uh, 10,341 Young Street? Look at this. Yeah. Now there's a listener. Come on, that's, that's fantastic. <laughs> She's doing the work for hey, you. I am 84. Thank well, you. Look at that. So, uh, you know, I collected a lot of stamps. Like I have the Yugoslavia stamps. Yep, yep. Wow. That'd be cool. And I have a lot of African stamps. The African be good, but I'm willing to bet you've got other stuff you don't even know that's in, that's good. So, Well, you know what? Uh, maybe some of them are not that great because I was too young to understand this kind of thing, you know. Any coins? No, I have no coins. Rats. Okay. Come on in and see me, and I'm sure I can help you, okay? Thank you so much, Thank you so much for your call. Our next caller is going to be Don in Mississauga. Don, how are you? Hello, how are you? Not bad. What do you have? Good. I have a table that's well over 100 years old, possibly made in England. It's approximately two feet long. It is uh, oval. The leaves fold down. The legs fold into the center. Okay. And it's in perfect shape. Gate leg. Okay. Now, one's like this. Is it How, how tall is it? Oh, is I it... would think it's probably over. Oh, 18 inches tall. Okay. Now, this is an end table. Uh, because it's convertible, convertible com furniture is always, in this day of condos, anything that can be shrunk down and takes up less space yep. is actually way, is, is what's saleable. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. So, and what you need is like, um, this would probably go for about, but in today's market, is it brown or is it a white wood or what kind of wood is it? Oh, it's, uh, I would say it's probably, could be oak. Okay, brown is not desirable as much as it used to be, but uh -huh. still probably about $75 because it's convertible because someone's going to have a small condo, has a space for it, wants it at the end of the couch or something like that or a bedroom, and they'll buy this item. And it's vintage. And it's vintage, okay? Uh -huh. Now, if you have a maker on the bottom, that will make a difference because you said probably England, so that means you don't know or you can't. There's nothing on the bottom that says where it's coming no. from. Flip that gate leg table. Yeah. What's the make? That, that I don't know. I, I can't. Yeah, but we do buy them, and but a dealer's going to pay you between thirty-five and fifty dollars, and it'll sell retail around seventy-five if it's in good shape and doesn't need refinishing. And I go and say this to people out there: do not refinish the stuff before you bring it to me. Don't put two hundred dollars into that fifty-dollar clock. Don't no. put one hundred and fifty dollars into refinishing into a seventy-five-dollar table. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Our next caller is Roberta. Calling from Peterborough. Roberta? Yes, good morning. Good, good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Do you know what Peterborough is yes. famous for? It's a test market. 
What's it for? Do, for what, what products? Yeah, really. Peterborough used to be one of those test markets. There was stuff that was tested in Peterborough that was never sold anywhere else. So, like a weird cereal or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, a weird cereal. Remember the Gretzky cards that came out in 1984 or something like that? They were test marketed in Peterborough. If they took off there, then they bring it, rolled it across the country. But go ahead, go ahead, Roberto. <laughs> well, that's nice to know that we are a test market or were. <laughs> were. <laughs> could go bad though. Who knows? But there was a big cereal manufacturer. There, right? Wasn't uh, oh, like yeah, General Quaker Mills? Oh. Quaker Oats, yeah, it was in Peterborough. Quaker yeah. Oats, Quaker Oats. Are they still there? No, no. Yes. Oh, they are? Yeah. yeah. Oh, they moved facilities then, because I know that they don't know what to do with the old plot of land that used to sit there. Okay. Well, it's been there for 100 years. Oh, maybe okay. it's a part of it then. Yeah. I know, because I've walked yeah. the property. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben was no, going to buy the there. property. I know Peterborough well. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, you do? Good. Well, I have uh, three postcards. One's from Dorothy or Dottie Lemoore, and the oh. other two are identical, and they're from Lana Turner uh, with uh, envelopes, one-and-a-half-cent stamps, and uh, the place they came from, Metro Golden Meyer. Okay, now, what, are they signed or not signed? They're signed. Now, they signed with a full similar F-A-U-X um, uh, autograph on them or an authentic autograph. Do you want to tell the difference? No. Okay. Partly, we can see sometimes, if, if you're looking at it, on, you put the postcard on the side, and you look at it on an angle with the light bouncing off of it, yes. sometimes you can see the indentation <laughs> of the autograph, if they did it in pen. Most of these, though, were done by a secretary. Okay? So, yeah. as, well, hold on. What I thought direction? it was going to go treasure map there for yeah, a while. Like what's going on? Where's hold the it up on the light sideways. You're looking for actual, like... Stencil marks, like to make sure there's an yeah. impression. Is it yeah. live? Yeah. Sometimes you can do that, but sometimes no, they'll be signed by a secretary. They look identical, so I think they were signed probably by the secretary. Or printed oh. on, might have been printed on. They're exactly. probably probably five dollars. If you've got the envelope with you, you'd probably sell for about fifteen dollars. You know, the envelope and the stamp. The envelope, the stamp, and everything on it, because people sent away for that. Now a lot of people don't remember who Dorothy Lamour is, but. Uh, hmm. She was famous yes, for those Bob was, Hope movies. Yeah, this was sent by my husband's uncle when he was in the Army in okay. 1944. Okay. And was sent back to him when he was in Huron Barracks in Toronto. On Huron cool. Street in Toronto. So he wasn't a Betty Grable late guy. Okay. He was a Dorothy oh, Lamour. I haven't found that one yet. Okay. At <laughs> uh, the same so time. I, I, go ahead. I think there is a Betty Grable. Okay. I just have to find it. <laughs> yeah, you want to get that? Yeah, yeah. Any of the any of the movie stars out of this time period? Uh, uh, Clark Gable, Humphrey Bogart. Oh, where did I get that name for Bogart? Oh, I mate, must, okay. What a coincidence! <laughs> what a coincidence! I love the old movies. I love the old black and white movies. And I hate it when they colorize them. But if you want to have some go great Dorothy Lamour, I'm sure she was in with the Bob Hope and Bing Crosby movies. Yeah, I yeah, hear you with the funny. colorization, because a lot of times when they'd shoot, like, uh, day for night, when they recolorize it, you're like, this looks insane now. I know, I know. But, Roberta? Yeah? The store's located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill, if you ever want to have them uh, handle them and give you a firm price. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Okay. John in Pottageville is our next caller. John in Pottageville. Calling John in Pottageville. How are you? Not too bad. Yourself? Not bad. What do you have? Uh, I got a set of hockey cards, 1969-70. Okay. Um, they're all in very good shape. Their checklists are included, but they've been marked on. Ah. Yeah, I know. That supposedly was a tough thing to get, but there's five or six Bobby Orr's in this set. 
Well, yeah, because you've got all the in-action cards. Right. I just sold a checklist for that set goes for around $400, $400 if it's not marked, okay? Yeah. Square corners. Um, that set's worth, if you've got a complete, now is it 6970 or 6869? Uh, 6970. <clears throat> okay, that set will sell for around $2,000. it has got the backs on it, right? Uh, kind of a bluish back, not the red backs. No, it's green on the front, and all the trophies are, yeah, it's green on the back. Yeah, yeah. On the okay. back of the border, it's all green. Okay, 69.7, which you have is a 70.7, is a 69.7, you've got the next year, because what they have on the back, when someone asked me that, is they've got last year's record on it. So right. it's actually the card is from the next year, right. okay, because they can't predict the future. Right. So what you have, that set there is actually, that's Daryl Sittler's first card, that is, the checklist actually is even worth more. There are two checklists in that. Right. Um, Bobby Clark's first card. Um, there's a lot of rookies in that set that are good. What? Sells for around $1,500. If it's in real, real nice shape, your checklists are marked. That's not good. Any fuzzy corners, are they all nice and uh, square? All the corners. The only thing is, it's like back in the time, like they weren't all perfectly cut. No, they never did. Opeachy right. was a terrible quality control. They were making bubble gum cards. They didn't care what they looked like. Oh, I know. Look, they were selling gum, not cards. The corners are all in very good shape, even the number one card and the last card, which I think was Popeil and John Ferguson. Yep, yep, oh, okay. Yeah, it could have been, yeah. Yeah, no, bring it. Uh, we do buy them, or we can do it on consignment for you. We can go through it. We The set sells. It sells, that sells pretty consistently. The year before is a much better set, sells for around 2500 A 67 set, Bobby Orr's first set, sells for around five to 6000 Okay, and this other card that I have in it is a Terry Sawchuck card. Yeah, it's a memorial card. That's what he was killed by Bob Nevin. Uh, I thought it was Stewart. Or Stewart, sorry. Right, they were all at the party. But okay. Was that something that wasn't a big card at that time, or? No, no, because it's, it's made the same. It's the same amount of those is made as a as a as a Frank Mahovlich card. Okay, oh, yeah. so there's no rarity to it. It's just one of the cards in the set, but everyone thinks it's kind of cool. Yeah, no, okay. Well, okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for your call. Our next caller is going to be Dave in Port Credit. Dave, how are you? Not too bad. What do you have? Uh, well, I've got some uh, Pokemon cards uh, from 1999. Hold on. We're all turning and looking at Bogart Don't, right yeah, now. This is going to be Bogart. Not, this is Bogart. Come on. Earn your bucks. Not even, so they made it. They survived from 1999 until now. Yeah, that's yeah, when they started uh, playing. never been played. Okay. okay. So they're in uh, the, uh, I got the plastic cases for the, uh, hol- the holographic ones. Yeah, the I holographic guess. ones are usually more expensive. But What's that? Are the, they, the holographic ones are usually more expensive. Yeah, I've got but. 10 of those. Okay, now how many do you have a lot? Do you have any of the magic cards at the same time period? Uh, no, no, the magic cards. The ma- magic were older. The more expensive ones were older. Yeah, it was, a friend of mine just sold a magic card for eighty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. It depends on the condition and what. It would also be the the actual cards, which ones they are. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, well. You want the names? I can give them to you quick. It's, you you uh, need the names, but I wouldn't be able to give you a price. I don't, I don't you know. You have to bring it into the store because yeah. there's so many Too of them. Too obscure, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's more the earlier ones because they started producing them a lot more because they didn't know the card game was going to take off, which it did because it's more just the TV show, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, what you, I don't want to downplay because these stuff can have a lot of value. Like I say, the magic cards go up to $60,000. That's magic. The old Transformers from the same time period is what people want to collect. And people have in their basement, and they think of it as just toys. Some of these Transformers are like $5,000. And the old video games from the same time period, the Ataris, the 
Uh, what's the other one? PlayStation? Is that PlayStation new? Bring them on in, and we'll take a look for yeah, you, okay? Yeah, like the, the, those holographic ones, they go up to hundreds of dollars. Yeah. Like, they're, even because they're still relatively new. From 99, like, that's still relatively new, but they still hold uh, some good value. So, Dave, the short answer is we need more eyes on them, and we need to see the condition of them and match them up with a bunch of things. So if you can get them to the store, the store is located at 10,341 Young Street in Richmond Hill, or you can click pictures of the collection or the individual yeah. card. What is it, a Pokemon card? Yeah, they're oh, cards. Yeah. All right, sorry. I'm, you don't know? How would I know that? You're that right age. You should well, have played this. The pictures when of, I was 20, I should have been playing with Pokemon? No one told me that. Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> anyway, uh, or you can click a picture of it and send the images to sales at torontogoldsilver.com. So you pull out your cell phone, click, 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 and then put them all in one file, and the actual ad- email address is sales at torontogoldsilver.com. We're going to be back after a short break. You're listening to Consignment Heroes live on Zoomer Radio. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Southworks Antiques, one of Canada's best antique malls, just got better by moving to a better location. Across the Grand River in Cambridge at 73 Water Street proudly stands the new Southworks Antiques. 25,000 square feet of antiques and nostalgia with an intriguing history for sale by over 100 vendors. Visit southworksantiques.com for directions. Then park free and check it out. It's a new beginning for a lot of old stuff at Southworks Antiques in Cambridge. Open every day of the year. Welcome back to Consignment Heroes. We're live on Zoomer Radio at the beautiful Zoomerplex in Liberty Village. And fielding your phone calls, do you have a rare or interesting item or maybe an unknown item you think it might have a special value? Or why not get a second thought about it before you throw it in a dumpster or whatever is going to happen to it? Our number is 416-360-0740. You had a note about one of our advertisers you wanted Two. to... Two. I'm going to replug them. Uh, one is Southworks Antiques. I have a booth. People ask what I do with the stuff I get. I bring a lot of it to Southworks. I have albums there, comics there, and I put it in there, and we sell it at reasonable prices. Southworks Antiques is a nice place to spend a day. Okay, it's free parking. It's in Cam- Cambridge, Ontario. I don't think they had said that. 73 Water Street. But it is, I guarantee you have a good time. But I want to talk about my friend Sam, who does New Generation. New Generation, yeah, New Generation. cabinets. He does cabinets, but he also does bathrooms. i got to say this because he, I've seen some of his work. His work is so good. He, it doesn't, he says he cuts corners. He doesn't cut, he cuts wood, not corners. They do a perfect job. I guarantee you will be pleased with what he does. He does bathrooms, he does safe rooms, and he does kitchens, okay? But his bathrooms, I saw one of his bathrooms he did the other day, and it was like, holy cow. You know, it's like they don't make, I, I didn't know they made them that modern looking anymore. You know? Trustworthy. You love the guy, does good yes, work. That's it. That's it. I'm replugging him. Okay. I like it. All right. Our next caller is uh, Maureen, and she's calling from Unionville. Maureen, welcome to Consignment Heroes. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Hi. How are you? Good. What, what good. do you have? I have a, a set uh, of silver coins. There's eight of them. Okay. And it's the Founding Fathers official proof set. Of the, and there's, it's all about the United States Constitution. When was it released? 
Um, you know, I was looking for a date on it. Um, is it made out of silver? Are they made by Franklin Mint? I think it might be. It was given to us as a gift. Okay. Um, it says on the back, one ounce, one troy ounce. Oh, no, this is a good thing. Okay, then it's going to be pure silver. Uh, eight ounces is going to be worth approximately $160, just in silver. Actually, $168. But on um, the collectible value on Franklin Mint is very, very limited. Um, but but you've still got silver, so don't worry about it. But you it's know, only worth $160, like for all eight coins? Yeah, because, you know, they made a lot. Franklin Mint stuff, they made a lot of it, and some people collect some of the early stuff. But and they collect the sets of 120 coins and cars and American presidents and whatever else. I'm glad they made them out of. You should be happy you bought the one made out of silver rather than the one made out of bronze. Yeah, the one made out of bronze were three dollars. The math that he's using there, without seeing the coins or expecting some yeah. unknown uh, big time collectors for this particular series set. He's saying it's because it's pure silver, generally $20 an ounce is the price yeah. of silver. It's actually a little bit higher than that. But he's saying you have eight of them, so minimum $160. So right. that, what he's saying is that that ensures the value. Anything beyond that is gravy if someone's going to pay more for it. But this way the value is uh, uh, shored up by a, a precious metal. So you, did, you didn't get taken is the point here. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's you would have paid just as much for a bronze set and it'd be worth $3, okay? So it's just, you might as well just hold on to them. Is that the idea? And pass them down to the kids? But If they want them, yeah. yeah. And, as I said earlier in the show, tell them the story of how you bought them. I see. Tell them the story, okay? One other quick question. Yep. Grandfather Clocks, do you know anyone that, oh. that, you know, is a collector? I have one that's, um, it's a limited edition, Bull of a Clock. It no. was given to. Okay, I do. Uh, they generally sell between $100 and $300. They have the look. People bought them in the 70s to uh, because other grandfather clocks were $6,000 out of 1840. Uh-huh. And, but it's, uh, and if that's of its full size. If it's a grandmother clock, which is a bit smaller, they're, they're less desirable. But they do fit in condos, and people still buy them. Yeah, it's a, no, it's a full size. Um, it's a limited, a limited edition clock. Yeah, they limited how much wood they had. Uh, they, they, they said limited edition. Uh, that's one thing I always say. If it says limited edition, collector's item, stay away from it. And um, if you're going to pass it down, pass it down to the kids. And uh, But it's worth about usually around $300. Okay. And, and that's if it's and a good shape. do you have a number that if I wanted to get rid of this? Okay. Well, you can call the store. The <laughs> yeah. store's number is 905-737-GOLD. That's okay. 905-737-GOLD. Okay. And that works at like... Yeah. 905-737-4653? Yeah. And you're saying to get it out of there, I think she wants you to move it as well. So what I'd do is I'd call Paul on like a Monday and be like, I need you to buy this from me and I need you to pick it up. Please, please, please. Oh, okay. And just beg him. And he's a pushover. He'll probably get it for you. Transportation is oh. the hardest thing with these. I know. I'm telling just, her to, oh. to say, oh, I know you from the show. I love you. You seem like a nice guy. Yeah. Help me out. Oh, uh, okay. And I bet you you can trick him into doing it for you. Okay. I'll give him a call. Okay, great. Thanks, Thanks for your phone call. Uh, Lorraine in Cambridge is our next caller. Lorraine, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? Good. What do you have? Um, I have some programs from Stratford from 1954, autographed by Leonard Nimoy, Lloyd Buckner, William Shatner. Cool. Wow. Are they worth anything, or would yes. they be just more interesting for the 
for the Stratford Theater itself. Help no. me out. Why would they sign those programs? William they... Shatner played at. at uh... I went behind. I went backstage and got yeah. everybody to sign them. William Shatner did Stratford. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a, he played Othello. I can't remember who he played. Yeah. What year? 1954. Oh wow. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'll that was the first year of Stratford, wasn't it? It probably was. I was just I was a student, and we went with the school. We all went backstage, and it was really great. Okay. Mal, uh, Skip Manley, who did did the original tent and pulled on the ropes. Okay. Now, too. now because you actually got if you've got Nimoy, Nimoy's yes. probably got on it's Shatner and Nimoy on the same program. Yep, Plumber as well. That's on the cover awesome. or inside? Um, some on somewhere, some on the okay. top, some on the inside. Plumber's still with us. Shatner's still with us, but Shatner charges about eighty dollars an autograph. Wow. Uh, that's what he charges, and he's still alive and making more. Oh. Nimoy is no longer making them. Nimoy's probably going to be a hundred, hundred fifty. I would say as a, a complete item, probably in the area of four to five hundred dollars. That's, That's retail. Now, we, I won't pay you that it's much. It's such a cool collectible for a, Canadian theater buffs, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and the, and the autographs are going to be clear. Yes, this is a nice item. For people who collect Star Trek would, yeah. buy, would buy this. Yeah. And the people who collect, um, not so many people collect Star I would Stratford. say just your average season ticket holders at Mervish. They would all want something like this. It's cool. No, no, they will, they will not outbid a Star Trek, a Trekkie. You think a Trekkie will put it right oh, to the no, top a Trekkie, of the heap, eh? yeah? A Trekkie will go like, and just because Nimoy and Nimoy, yeah. I would say if I had it, I'd be selling for between four and $500. Oh, great. Thanks. Without it, and that's just those three that you mentioned. Do you yeah. have the ticket stub or you didn't pay for no, it that it's day? No, it's a folded paper uh, uh, program. Yeah, yeah. Missingly no. all the... Um, no, I don't have a ticket, a ticket stub. And Christopher Plummer's just lost in the mix, eh? Yeah. Next so, to stun guns, phaser guns, he's nothing. I see. No, no, oh. but I'm just saying that it, I should mention, if you do have the ticket stub, it adds yeah. provenance to the item right. and helps it sell. So when people have, like if you have the ni- 1967 program for the Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup, if you have the program, it's great. If you have that in the ticket, yeah, you're, you're talking. Yeah, you on the wall as a big collection yeah. and an explanation, and suddenly your, your house guests come over and go, what is this? Wow, what a beautiful oh, yeah. piece. Wow. I, I would like to ask about something else, may yep. I? Quickly. Okay, a scalpel from 1914, one piece, from my uh, great-grandfather, who was a surgeon in World War One. Do you have the rest Ooh, of the kit? Where was it made? No, just a scalpel, <sighs> and it's very small. It's all one piece, and it's well, well used. Medical cord? Does he have any of the medals or uniform maps? Uh, no, no. Uh, the scalpel itself would be easily <laughs> identifiable, though, if it was Scal- whether or not it was just yeah, regular probably- or who carried it. Probably seventy-five to hundred dollars, but the rest of the stuff—I'd love to see more stuff to go with this story. And if you do not sell this to me, you are one of the people I wanted to write. If you're handing this down to anybody, you make sure they know what it is. Okay, and I might keep it for my family too. That's what I'm saying. But write the story. Don't just think that they're going to know what it is. That's right. Okay, write a little note. In fact, right after you get off the phone from me, I want you to write this note because I know you haven't done it yet. Okay, it's a homework assignment. (laughs) I want it on my desk by tomorrow at nine. No, no, I'm trying to be nice. Okay, I hear you. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Uh, Our next caller is going to be Ernie, and Ernie's right here in Toronto. Ernie, what's happening? Uh, Not much. Listen, I have. uh, baseball here signed by uh, all the Blue Jays and by Bobby Cox so last year. He was here before he went to Kansas City. Okay. And I want to know if there's any value. And also I have another one that was signed by all the Blue Jays when they won the first World Series. So 92. And what's the other ball from? Uh, I'm not even sure the year. The last year Bobby Cox was here. Okay, oh, 300 on the World Series ball. 
right? Uh, most of the other balls are between 150 to to $200, except for 1977 because everyone likes the first year, okay? <laughs> I think Dougie Alt's gone. I think a couple of the people are passed on that ball as well, so you can't replace them. But uh, 92 balls worth about 300 as long as you have one of the authentic ones because there was a lot of fakes, Okay. Yeah, no, no, this authentic. It's signed by, yeah. No, I, no, I, 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 I'd have to look at There was one ball that they had one guy on the team who wasn't on the team. They were claiming it was a, a World <laughs> Series ball. It was easy to spot as a fake. Okay. The guy did jail time for it, which is a good thing that he did jail time. Okay. No, yeah, I, I had uh, one, one of the ball boys that, that worked for me, uh, oh. got them all signed. Oh, out of the, it's out of the clubhouse? Yep. Uh, sometimes the club, some house... Okay, I'd have to look at it. Some of the clubhouse balls, Mickey Mantle routinely, I know he wasn't on that team, but routinely would have the clubhouse ball, ball boy sign his ball. I can't say this right. Sign the <laughs> balls for him. Okay. So, yeah, you have to worry a little bit about that. It's called, like that we talked about earlier on, about secretary signing or uh, clubhouse manager signing, that kind of stuff, okay? Yeah, and, yeah they're, no, they're all different signatures, yeah. Thank you very much. Our final caller is going to be Bart in Maple. Bart, how are you? He's on line four. Hi, how are you? Not bad. What do you have? I have a Rayette Model 77. It's uh, an old chair from a beauty salon. It's got oh. a big dome on top. Oh, those are so <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a second. So is this a, is like a fake leather-bound chair from the 70s then? Yeah, I think it might be a little bit older. I'm not sure, but it's an orange type of material. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah I know. Yeah. Because uh, Kroll made... How did you end up with this yeah. thing? Yeah, I just picked it up in my travels. <laughs> Some of them okay. are like Art deco Is It look big and bulky, bulky yeah, or sort of pretty, light and Scandinavian? It's uh, it's pretty big. It has metal legs, uh, like a triangular shape. The legs make a triangle shape. Yep. Okay, this kind of look, like I have some 50s chairs, the vinyl ones and stuff like this. I've got a pair of them that they sell for 800 a piece. They're made by Kroller. Uh, your your chair is probably going to be worth five $600 because people just like that look. Okay? Unfortunately, on eBay, it's hard to ship. So you're yeah. going to have to get someone local to buy this thing. I was okay. going to say, how do you pick that up on your travels? That would be really hard yeah, to pick Yeah. <laughs> were you driving around with a van? No. <laughs> yeah, my... Uh... My family minivan. Yeah. Uh, okay. Does this one have the accessory you can also kick back and extend your legs? I'm not sure about that. There's no, there's no footrest, but uh, I don't know if it reclines. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, these things are any of this industrial furniture is actually. I we found a mortuary table the other day. It's probably worth twenty five hundred dollars. We've I've actually owned Great. it for Does a it year. Have drainage channels. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff that sells. No, no, it's, a, it's actually a child's mortuary table. It's this is getting worse. Yeah, this is a, this is getting much worse. Wrong yeah. way. We got it out of a locker, oh, and I just realized okay. I'm looking that's at great. it one day, and I I always said it was kind of neat, and I says now I know what that is. Wow. We've owned it for three years. You're just like, oh, wow. that's what that thing is? Yes. That's got to have bad vibes. That's disgusting. But people are collecting this kind of stuff. I hear you. Okay, so. I hear you. Okay. To make... find other ex in interesting items, you can go to the store. It's located at 10,341 Young Street. That's 10,341 Young Street. Right up Young Street in Richmond Hill, just north of Major McKenzie. Uh, the store's phone number is 905-737-GOLD. Any final thoughts? Yeah, make sure you get two opinions, one of them being mine, and make sure you write down the story. Special thanks to Sebastian Hearn. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. 
Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.